Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to this episode of the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week we discuss faith, family, and the trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join us as we study God's Word together. You know, it amazes me that I have the privilege and honor to stand before the presence of God every day and commune with Him to talk with Him, share my heart with Him. You know, that's something, no matter how long you've been saved, that's something you ought to never get over. The fact that you, anywhere you are, uh, can bow your head and talk to God. You can pray while you're driving down the road. I wouldn't bow your head and close your eyes at that moment. But you can pray wherever you are. and, And you have access, because of what Jesus did for you on the cross, you have access to the very throne room of God. Uh, the words of David often come to my mind in Psalm 8, verse 4. It says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visiteth him? David is literally saying here, you know, what is man? Well, who am I? <laughs> who am I to come in the presence of a holy God? Who am I to be uh, considered one of your children? And we have such an immense privilege uh, to be able to call out and pray. We've been looking at this verse in Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, where the Bible says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. That was when the Lord came to Jeremiah while he was, the Bible says, shut up in the court of the prison. It was coming in a very hard time, very difficult time in Jeremiah's life. He was sitting sitting there in the court of the prison, knowing he was doing all the right things, doing exactly what God had asked him to do, and now he is in despair. Now he is uh, is locked in chains and behind bars because uh, he was doing and being obedient to God. This came in a so important time. And you know, God gives that same exact promise to us. If we will call, he will answer. Uh, if we just pick up the phone. You know, it's kind of irritating sometimes when you call and call and call somebody and they don't answer the phone. And then, of course, you look down about five minutes later, you have a notification on your phone that says you have a missed call from that person. They try to call you back and couldn't get you. You know, that's one of the most annoying things. Uh, But, you know, when it comes to the Lord, he always picks up the phone. Uh, He always is ready and willing to give us an answer if only we will call unto him. You know, I mentioned it a second ago. We have access to him because of what Jesus did for us. You know, I don't go to God and go into his presence because I am worthy. Um, I am a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. The Bible says, for all of sin to come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, there's nothing good about me. 
But I can go into the presence of God because Jesus Christ is worthy. He is the road to Christ. Regardless of what the Pope wants to tell you, uh, that Mary is the road to God, (laughs) Jesus is the road. He is, the Bible says, he ever liveth to make intercession for us. He literally prays for us. He takes the hand of God, the hand of man, uh, that was separated at the garden because of sin. He takes their hands and joins them together. And through Jesus Christ, through faith in Jesus Christ, and through the intercessory work of Christ, we can pray and talk to him every day. Uh, Romans 8 tells us, Who is he that condemneth? Is it, a, is it Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? He's literally pleading to God on our behalf. I don't know about you. That is encouraging. Uh, the fact that there may be no one on this planet that's praying for you today, no one that's encouraging you today, no one that's giving you a pat on the back today, but it's encouraging to know that Jesus is praying for you. The Son of God is praying for you. That encourages me. And so don't ever get over that. The fact that you can come into the prayer closet, you can find rest for your soul, you can find peace and strength for your journey. But you know, isn't it amazing how we make excuses, though, for not coming into the prayer closet? We know what a great privilege and honor that it is, but so often we don't get we don't take advantage of that privilege, and we say silly things like, uh, "I have so much to do, I just I don't have time to pray." Right? We say things like that, uh, or "I don't know what to pray for." Right? Oh, how how can I pray? We talked about it several weeks ago, but how to pray Scripture. Uh, That's a great answer to that question of, oh, I don't know what to pray for. You can begin to pray through Scripture, start in the Psalms. It's already prayerful in its heart and and, in its written form. So so pray through the Psalms. Read the Psalms on your knees and and turn them back to heaven. Uh, I don't know what to pray for. Sometimes we say, I don't believe God is hearing me, right? You ever been there? Sometimes you just feel like, Lord, I really don't feel like you're listening to what I'm saying. And uh, and sometimes, you know, we pray things. We ever listen to ourselves pray. Sometimes we pray things, and and it's it's no wonder <laughs> we feel that way. Uh, sometimes our prayers are so selfish and so self-centered. Uh, but God says, I, I will hear you, and I am listening. I'll never leave thee or forsake thee. Uh, just because God is silent doesn't mean he's not there, Right? Sometimes we feel that way, though, and that stops us from praying and entering into the prayer closet. And by the way, hopefully you have a prayer closet. Hopefully there's somewhere that you go to pray specifically that is purposed for prayer. One preacher said, if you don't have a purposed place of prayer, then uh, you're not going to pray everywhere. Because, you know, sometimes we get spiritual and say, well, I'll pray everywhere we go and da-da-da. You know, uh, but if you don't have a, this preacher was saying, if you don't have a place to pray, uh, then you don't pray everywhere. And I think that's very true. Sometimes we, we say, I don't believe God's hearing me. Sometimes we say, who is it helping anyway? Right? My prayers are not getting anywhere. I feel like I'm praying and praying and praying. God's not answering them. And usually we say, we say that because we, we think God's not answering them according to how we think he should answer. Right? Uh, but I, I I pray and pray and pray, and God's just not answering me. It's just not getting there, it seems like. It's just bouncing off the ceiling, bouncing off the walls, and coming right back at me. It's not getting to God. Uh, who is it really helping? Uh, maybe you've been praying for someone uh, for years to get saved, and it just seems like they just won't get saved, they won't get saved, won't get saved. And that doesn't mean God is not working. 
Just because you don't see physical evidence, okay, of your prayers does not mean that God is not working behind the scenes. Jesus said, a wicked and perverse nation seeketh after a sign. Sometimes we want to see a visible answer to our prayer. We want to see the new car that rolls up in the driveway, right? Uh, when, when praying for a vehicle, we want someone to come and give us the keys to our new home. We want something physical, something tangible as far as our answers to prayer. And yet Jesus says, a wicked and perverse nation seeketh after a sign or a miracle, something to see, something to touch. But our faith, our faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And faith is so directly tied to our prayers. I like what A.J. Gordon said. He said this, you you could do more than pray after you've prayed, but you can never do more than pray until you have prayed. And I think that's so true. Because we think we're so busy, we don't have time, da-da-da. But we, I, I've learned in my short time, uh, today is actually my spiritual birthday, uh, 19 years old in the Lord, and very thankful for that. Uh, but I have learned in my short time of being a Christian that I can't do what I need to do in my day without Him. I, I just can't. I can't do the things that God wants me to do without walking in a an attitude of prayer. Uh, without starting my day in his presence. I just, I can't. And I notice when I try to start my day off and I open my computer, open my email, get out my to-do list, here we go, here we go, here we go, uh, and I fail to get into the prayer closet, I fail to go before the Lord, you know, I can tell a significant difference at the end of the day. I feel like I've missed something. And maybe even I've got a lot done on my to-do list. I still feel like I've missed something. Why? Because I've missed him. That is why sometimes when I come into my office, what I'll have, uh, my computer will be closed. Uh, I'll have my to-do list in the drawer, everything. My desk, I try to as best I can to clean my desk completely off. All that is on my desk is a phone, a microphone uh, for our podcast here, and my computer. That's it. That is all that's on my desk. And what I do is I'll put my to-do list in a drawer somewhere, somewhere I literally cannot see it. And it's so funny uh, how the Lord has so tested that. Uh, because I'll come in and I'll sit down knowing I've got 725 different things I feel like I need to do. And I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I open up this drawer and take a peek, just a peek, at that to-do list, it's almost you can just take study and just throw it right out the window. Uh, Because I know uh, that I'm done. My mind is done. I'm getting on it. I'm going to try to do this, try to do that. Or I'm going to even, if I go back to study, I'm not even going to have the brain power to focus. Okay? So when I, every day, I have got to realize, starting my day off in His presence, I literally, I can't do anything until I do that, until I start my day praying. But how does God move us to pray? You ever thought about that? How does God move us to pray. We know he invites us to pray, but there's a couple things in scripture that teach us how God moves us to pray. Not just simply just asking and inviting us to pray, although he does that. Okay, there are certain things that moves us to a place of prayer. And you know what? Remember what prayer is. Prayer is simply just communion with God. Prayer sometimes is silence, right? Sometimes prayer is listening, right? 
but a life of prayer that God wants to cultivate in us. There are certain biblical principles in which he moves us into that place of communion. He moves us into a place of prayer. First of all, and this one I think is one of the most compelling, is he desires us to pray. So how does God move us to pray? Well, number one, he desires us to pray. His desire and love for us ought to move us to our knees. The simple fact that the omnipotent, all-powerful, all-knowing God desires to be personally involved in our lives, it should make us want to get into the prayer closet. The Bible says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. He has such a great love for us, and that love motivates us to commune. It's amazing. with my, When it comes to the relationship with my wife, her love for me, her acts of service to me, and the things uh, that she does for me, and the love that she has for me, it motivates me to want to communicate with her, right? To commune with her, to spend time with her. And it's the same way with the Lord. He simply desires us. He wants us to pray. There's a lot of people that believe that there's a higher power or there's a creator. Yeah, I know there's a God out there, but how can he be involved in my personal life? But I want to tell you and challenge you, God wants to be involved in your personal life. He wants to be in every facet, the center of everything that you are doing. And I don't know about you, but that humbles me to know that whom the God that I so often disappoint, the same God that I say no to often, uh, he is the same God that desires to know my greatest secrets. He's the same God that desires more of me and more of my heart on the altar for him. He desires us to pray, but he also, you know, he demands us to pray, right? That's one way he moves us to pray is simply when we read scripture is we see a commandment to pray. When when God came to Jeremiah while he was in the jail cell, right? He spoke in the imperative, right? Call unto me. It wasn't a question, well, if you have time. There was no, nothing really conditional to it other than the fact that if you call, he'll answer, right? He says, call unto me. Call unto me. It's in the imperative. Watch and pray, Jesus said, that you enter not into temptation. He told his disciples that. God commands us to pray. Now, I know what you're thinking, though. Well, why would a loving God command us to pray? I mean, come on. He commands us to talk to him. It's like my wife saying, hey, love me, or hey, spend time with me, right? It seems a little bit, and especially in our culture, in our society today, that seems like it's a little bit forceful, right? You've got to pray, or you're commanded to pray. But remember, when God gives a commandment, it is simply a test of obedience, right? He doesn't, just because he gives you a commandment doesn't mean he takes away your free will and, and makes you do it, right? He simply gives you a commandment to test your loyalty, right? To test your obedience to him. He commands you to say, who are you loyal to, right? Because when when there's laws put in place, it's... And, your response to those laws show exactly your loyalty, right? There are certain civil laws that we have in place, right? It shows if you are a civil citizen or not, or a loyal citizen or obedient citizen or not, and of how you respond to those laws. And it's the same way with God. God commands us or demands us to pray, but that's simply just a test of our obedience. 
So can I ask you, how is your obedience in the area of prayer? How's your obedience in the area of prayer? And then lastly, so he desires us to pray. That moves us. It, it, it drives us to our knees, right? He demands us to pray. It's a command in Scripture. But also he drives us to pray. You say, what does that mean? Now, this doesn't this is not mean that God makes us to pray, right? But this does mean that God allows certain circumstances in our life, okay? Some hard times uh, that drive us to our knees. Let's be honest. Hard times, they're inevitable. Trials, they're inevitable. Um, if you haven't been through them, hard times, if you haven't been through a hard trial, then then it's coming. It's just a part of life. But another part of life is that those trials and how we respond to them, they mold us, right? They move us. They make us into the image of His Son. And they move us closer to our Lord. You know, and it, it, it's hard for us to, to understand sometimes, especially in the middle of a valley, that the pain is worth it. The uncertainty is worth it. Uh, but remember that when God allows those things to happen, what he's doing is he's breaking up the fallow ground. He's breaking up the fallow ground of our heart and bringing forth eternal fruit that redounds to the glory of God. Thank you for being our guest today on the Navigator Podcast. Please visit our website at tylerarobertson.com for helpful articles and other resources. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tylerarobertson.com. tylerarobertson.com and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.